We are rolling. All right, guys. I am joined with Bree Johnston today. Bree is a fourth year majoring in human bio and Spanish. She is an EMT in Charlottesville and a peer mentor with Ulink. Bree is also on the exec board of the National Spanish Honor Society chapter at UVA, and she is a Chi Alpha core group leader. And Bree didn't put this in her bio, but I think I need to include that she's basically an interior designer. Like she has the best decorated <laughs> room that I have ever seen. So welcome, Bree. Oh my gosh, thank you. <laughs> oh no, pilot's barking again. Guys, I told Bree, but we are building a patio right now and he hates the people who are working on the patio because he's like, why are you in my space? So if you hear barking, then I'm sorry, that's him. I tried putting him in the room to be quiet and then he just hated that even more. So we'll just roll with it. All right, so this is the first ever carry on story so it's really exciting we also don't know like what the format's gonna be how this is gonna go but Bree if you just want to start sharing your story then yeah <laughs> I guess let's just go um that so, yeah awful. I like Justine said I'm a fourth year at UVA that's crazy to think about Justine so and crazy. I was just talking about it's just flown by so quickly. Um, I'm originally from a suburb outside of Dallas-Fort Worth in Texas. And so lived here my entire life. A lot of people ask, you know, how did you end up at UVA of all places? Mm -hmm. And honestly, I have no idea (laughs) (laughs) in a nutshell, but it ended up being such a blessing and meeting so many people, but kind of, I guess where my story begins is like back in Flower Mound, which, um, most people obviously probably aren't very familiar with it, but it, it was a really nice place to grow up. I'm really close to my family, but um, it was very like high pressure, which mm-hmm. I think a lot of people experienced in high school, especially, you know, if you ended up at UVA, obviously yeah. you're like one of those super high achiever, like type A personalities. And like mm-hmm. most people grew up in like a really, you know, affluent, like high pressure type high school or environment. And so I think that's, where a lot of like my story begins. And so I think I've always just been, you know, perfectionist, push myself kind of person. And um, I guess just to jump right into it, that all kind of came into a head. Um, the summer between my junior and senior year of high school. So I started having, you know, panic attacks. And I was in Europe with some of my friends on like a school trip and just like started having panic attacks. And I was like, what is wrong with me, whatever. And then I was in, and I was in Hawaii with my family, you know, of course, surrounded by these like beautiful nature, like mm-hmm. literally most amazing experiences. And I just felt like super numb and like empty. And I was like, this is literally like a dream for mm-hmm. like literally anyone. And so why am I just like not happy at all? And, you know, I love my family. It's not like anything was happening with that. Everything was going great on paper. And I just like, did not feel like, I don't know, didn't feel like myself felt very like numb, closed off, like just like devoid of emotion. And just, that was just kind of my experience. And so it kind of came to head at the end of that trip. And I, um, we were about to leave and I like went into the bathroom and was just like crying and like called my mom in there. And I was like, mom, like something is wrong. Like I do not feel like myself. Like, and she was like, kind of, yeah, I've noticed type thing. And so we ended up going to, the doctor and kind of everything just kind of came gushing out about how I've been feeling like the past couple of months and just really honestly my whole life of just you know everything was kind of building to this and ultimately you know got a referral for anti-anxiety antidepressant medication and went to counseling and all that 
And so kind of felt like I, you know, got into a good routine my senior year of high school. It was great um, transitioning to college. A lot of people, I was really fortunate to have a really great transition to college, you know, really made a lot of friends, had a great dorm situation, um, really close with my roommate, really close with my homemates. I still live with a lot of them now, still really close with them. And so that was a huge blessing, especially moving so far away and like being so far from everything I'd never known. I was really um, fortunate and blessed to have found that kind of community. Um, but <laughs> if you're in college, you should probably know, especially at UVA, you don't have cars. And so prescriptions, you, I had mine mailed. And if you are going into college, you should figure out now that if you're going to do that, you need to make sure and order your stuff on time. Because basically <laughs> what happened to me is I, you know, got cut off in life and like tried to, you know, reorder my prescription and um, then didn't have any refills and had to contact my doctor. Basically I went completely cold turkey on my medication mm -hmm. uh, accidentally. And that just sent me for a tailspin. And I was just like, you can ask some of my friends at the time. I was just like walking down the dorm hallway and just like tears streaming down my face, but I wasn't like actually crying. Mm -hmm. It was just like my hormones and like neurotransmitter, whatever, were just totally out of whack. So do not recommend that. But after that, I was totally fine for a period of time, which was really strange um, and even my friends and roommates would comment, they're like, you know, of course, middle of finals, I'm just, I've always been a super high stress person. And they're like, why are you like, okay. And just like, <laughs> um, totally like felt like, oh, like this is, must've just been like the plan for me. And now I'm totally fine. I'm not even on like my meds anymore. And it was just great. And I was just like having a great time. I was like, I'm healed. And like, I was like, this is a miracle and all this stuff. And, um, went through the summer, everything was great. And then, um, went into the fall. And a lot of this was my fault to be completely honest as I totally overdid it in the fall. And I was like, I'm doing great. I've got this, like I can handle all this stuff that even like people who aren't prone to anxiety and depression, like can handle, can't mm -hmm. handle. So I just completely overdid it with, um, you know, outside of school commitments and all my classes. And I was just started having, like, I think that was the most panic attacks I've ever had in my entire life. And I was like, had like four in a week and I thought I was dying. And my roommates were like, oh my gosh, you're not okay. And I'm like, no, I'm not, but it's fine. And so I just kind of convinced, convinced myself that everything was fine and that I just needed to make it to Christmas break and that, you know, this like four weeks off would be my magical healing powers and I would be off from school and um, it would be totally fine. And even though I was continually still having like panic attacks and just was so insanely overwhelmed, it wasn't even funny mm -hmm. that I just didn't feel like myself. I was just crying all the time. I just didn't feel like I was just so unhappy. It was and, but I just had convinced myself that winter break would fix it all. And so I went home and winter break did not fix it all. Spoiler alert, because it wasn't <laughs> situational. Yeah. Um, it was just like everything. I don't know. It was obviously like more than just the situations. And so again, I, um, I wasn't eating. I just was just anxious and depressed all wrapped up into one. Mm -hmm. I like didn't feel again, just didn't feel like myself just felt for me, my experience has been usually numbness is kind of my, um, 
trigger like or like kind of cue to me that I'm like you know not doing great and so um again kind of <laughs> I like to avoid things and tell myself that I'm fine and tell everyone else that I'm fine so of course I decided not to deal with it until the very like last week of winter break and was like hey mom by the way you know I'm incredibly unhappy and don't feel like yeah. myself well and she's like why would you just now tell me this like surprise <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know it'd be like that sometimes <laughs> down and tell yourself it's fine especially because it was so frustrating to me because I thought I had like just like pulled myself up by my bootstraps and I was like had fixed everything myself mm-hmm. and just had overpowered it by the power of my own will which of course <laughs> is not true <laughs> but I thought you know um that I just had to overcome this just because I am a strong person and I just did it and by myself and of course that it was hard for my pride to admit that that wasn't necessarily the case and that I, um, it wasn't like, because of course I didn't think looking back on the time where I was on medication and therapy, I didn't think that that was weak for me to need, mm-hmm. of course. And like, if anyone else would have been struggling with a similar thing, of course, I would never say that to them and never would even think that. But for some reason I, for when it came to me, when I had come off of it and been fine and getting back and for some reason that of course, you know, I'm always much harder than myself and talk to myself in ways I would never talk to anyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, thinking that, you know, that I was weak and that I um, shouldn't need this. And I had already gotten past this and I was over this. And like, why I felt like I was regressing, which of course, like was not the case. And like, it was great to have a period of time where, you know, everything was going great. And I didn't necessarily, you know, feel like I needed the meds and like need to be in therapy and stuff. But it also, that was, it was hard for me to acknowledge while that was great. And that was like real. It's also not, wasn't wrong of me to like need to go back to that again. Mm -hmm. But I think that's kind of where I really struggled with feeling like, oh, but we were past this type thing. And it was hard for me to be like, I don't know, like I said, like acknowledging that that was like real and that was a real blessing, but also it's okay to like, be in a season where you need that again. Mm-hmm. And I think that was what I really struggled with and found it difficult to come to terms with, especially like within myself. And so ended up, I really didn't want to, but I did get back on um, anti-anxiety, antidepressant, whatever you want to call it. And so, um, and of course then uh, that was probably beginning of spring semester, like January and then COVID hit in March. Mm-hmm. And um, thankfully I, I'm glad that I, you know, made that difficult decision or even was encouraged in that decision by other people, um, and started letting other people in too, I think was a big part of it too, mm-hmm. rather than, um, cause everyone knew, but I, w- I, you know, wanted to keep up this facade of me, like having figured it out and that it was a miracle and like, not that it wasn't, but you know, being able to admit to myself and other people that, you know, there is still stuff going on and I still do struggle with things. Um, and just letting people into that instead of, you know, keeping up what I think a lot of us feel pressured to keep up, you know, this kind of facade of like, oh yeah, like it's almost like, a like trophy to our name or something that mm-hmm. like, I stayed up this late and especially at a competitive school like this, I yeah. stayed up this late and I'm so stressed and I like do all these things and I'm in all these classes. And like, instead of being honest and me, like, Hey, that's not healthy to yeah. like do that. And so I 
as much as it hurt my pride, I dropped a lot of the extracurricular activities. I pulled out of being a TA mid-semester, I, um, which hurt my pride a lot because I, you know, pride myself on you know, never being a quitter or anything like that and kind of had to get over that for my own personal, you know, not only growth, but like healing and being able to, you know, take care of myself and, you know, pull back and being okay that, you know, I got a C minus that semester and like, that's okay. Even though I've been a straight A student my entire life, you know, and I think just definitely working on my pride was a big part of that. And like being able to, you know, I did the best I could with like where I was and what I had and everything. Mm -hmm. And I think being learning to like be okay with that has been really important and, you know, something I've learned that, you know, I'm doing the best with everything that's going on Mm -hmm. and I'm doing the best I can. And like, is that going to necessarily measure up to someone who like, isn't struggling with these things? No. And like, that's okay. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, it's, it's totally different for me to compare to someone who's never struggled with these things and um, things like that. And acknowledging that it's not a weakness or like something, a hindrance to like my performance or success or whatever, but just like something I need to keep in mind um, to like be aware of, I guess. Um, but yeah, I, I'm so glad with COVID and everything that I made that decision to um, do beforehand and mm-hmm. be back in therapy and be back um, on meds and stuff because COVID was honestly perfectly fine. And I I think it could have been even more of a train wreck than that fall semester had I not, you know, swallowed my pride a little bit and gotten over myself a little bit to mm-hmm. be able to take that step. And yeah, that's honestly not too much update since then. Still doing well, still, um, you know, doing yeah. great and yeah. doing the best with where we're at and trying to take care of myself, even though that's all you can do. It's hard. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I feel like a main theme of your story is something that a lot of people go through. And that's just understanding that your mental health journey is not linear and there are going to be ups and downs and no one is ever like completely finished with understanding where they are mental health wise. I feel like I did something really similar when I also just stopped my meds cold turkey in the middle of the summer because I was like, I'm fine. Like, I don't need these anymore. Like, I'm doing Mm -hmm. okay. I like ghosted my psychiatrist and I was not going to therapy. And I was like, look at me. Like, I am just doing amazing. And there are going to be points in your journey where you are like on that high and you are feel like, feel like you're doing well. And like, that's amazing. But then that doesn't mean that you're going to stay there forever. Like not to be pessimistic, but I think just acknowledging that this is a, you're in a good place right now, but you still need to keep up the support you need in order to prevent you from getting to those low places. Just prevent it from being like too much of like a high than low than high than low. Like just being like where you are right now, like the middle, like I'm doing okay right now, I feel like is where we need to try to be. And knowing that it's okay if like you are in a high and then something happens and you're back to having panic attacks, back to just being super anxious about everything or even worse, like feeling numb about everything, like knowing that's not something you did wrong. And that doesn't mean that, you know, you're going backwards in your mental health journey. It's just like an indicator that you need to take another step towards, you know, reaching out and seeking support 
And just knowing that, you know, this is, there's never going to be an end point to this. Like, it's not like if you go to therapy for two years and stay on consistent medication for X amount of time, then you're done. Then it's over. Then Mm -hmm. you don't need to think about it anymore. Like this is just going to, it's a continual journey throughout your entire life that you're going to have to go through. And I also had a very dramatic moment like you did the summer before my senior year when we were in, I think it was Bryce Arches, some Yellowstone, some national park. Mm-hmm. And I was like having dinner with my family and I was just sitting there and I was so stressed about my college applications that I could not think about anything. I literally just got up, left and just walked back to the hotel alone with like my little GPS in my hand. I was like crying in like a place I've never been before, but I was just like, I just need to get out of there. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I feel like you, we get really hard on ourselves in times like that. Like what you're talking about, like, you're like, I'm literally in paradise. This is the most amazing place. Like, why can't I enjoy this? But when you're feeling anxious, it doesn't matter like where you are, like that is like the only thing that is on your mind. And it's kind of scary how overwhelming it is and how it literally just takes over your entire life. And you can't think about anything about, but how anxious you are. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I feel like also like feeling the numbness, numbness that you're talking about is sometimes scarier than that. That happened to me when I was on Zoloft. And I was like, well, I don't feel anxious, but I also don't feel anything. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, is it better? I don't know. Yeah. I'm like, I uh, don't really love this either. Like, I just want to feel something. Yeah. I don't um, want to feel like, like, I felt like I was feeling everything, like way too much. Yeah. But then I was like, then I was feeling nothing. nothing. Like, yeah. There needs to be some sort of like, yeah. happy medium <laughs> where yeah. you're like, not when I'm not like thrown for a loop by literally anything yeah. or um it's like all those memes that are like when literally the most like minor inconvenience <laughs> happens to me <laughs> and, but or it's also not like I'm like well I'm not sad but yeah. am I happy yeah am I content? yeah um, no it's, it's just kind of absolutely nothing which is I know terrifying it is I wish I could describe literally what I felt like in that moment when well that's when I knew I had to switch meds because mm-hmm. it's scary to feel that numb because you just don't have the motivation to do anything. I was yeah. just like, nothing matters. Like nothing's going to make me happy, mm-hmm. but I guess nothing can make me sad. So yeah. I don't know. It was a lot. And I totally relate to what you were talking about, kind of like having, like struggling with pride in regards to letting go of things that you knew like deep down were just too much for you, but wanting to hold on to that because going to a competitive school, like it's so like people think that it's an accomplishment to be super stressed and overwhelmed and get two hours of sleep. And they think like that makes you better than other people. That makes, Mm -hmm. that makes like you're working harder than other people because you're doing that. So you'll be more successful because of that. And that's just, not true I think people just define success in different types of ways like for some success really is you know your grades your future career salary stuff like that and I fully that's what I define success as my first two years of college but now success for me is just being mentally well I think Mm -hmm. being in a place where I feel things again I like feel emotions being in a place where I'm, you know, 
mentally healthy enough that I can like support my friends when they're going through hard things, but I can also be open with my friends. And the summer, spring semester of my second year, like during COVID, I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to put my mental health as my priority and, you know, I'll get the grades that I get. Mm -hmm. And I feel like something for me that was hard for my pride was having to take a class, um, pass or credit, no credit, because Mm -hmm. even though we were literally in the middle of a global pandemic, I was like, I don't want to have like a credit like on my um, transcript. Oh no, pilot's going crazy. I was like, I don't want to have a credit on my transcript. And like, I remember like asking my friends, I was like, are you guys taking classes for like credit, no credit? And some of them were like, no, like I'm just going to take them graded and stuff. And I was like, oh shoot, like I should take them graded or like, what's this going to look like to grad schools and stuff. Mm -hmm. But then I was like, you know what, this, I just need to get a C. The mental capacity I'm at right now is just getting a C. And I feel like that just really helped me. And I feel like it's going to be hard going into next year when we have to like take things for grades again. Mm-hmm. And there isn't that thing that isn't, there isn't that cushion to fall back on. But I feel like it's going to be important to like keep reminding myself that all you can do is your best. And if your best is a C, D, whatever, mm-hmm. fine, so be it. Like it's, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, I completely agree. Like just with the, how we define success is so important. Like the fact that I did this and a lot of people do this, like, why would I ever define success as like pushing myself to the absolute like breaking point? Like what is like successful about like not being happy and like, not like feeling like yourself and like just pushing yourself to your absolute limits. And I think Yeah. I think same with me. I feel like I've kind of tried to shift that. Of course I still, you know, struggle with that. Just my personality and like being a perfectionist, it's still like, it's hard for me to not get like straight A's, but like the fact that, you know, especially this last year or so, you know, I've been so much more mentally well and so much happier and feel like the depth and of my relationships and just how, like close I feel to all these people and how I have been able to support them and also like be supported by them is speaks so much more to how successful I feel in like life than like, Oh, I got straight A's. I had a four O this semester. I made D list, whatever. And I think that's something that I've been thinking about a lot. Cause even though, you know, applying to grad schools, you know, my compared to, you know, first and second year, my resume looks a little bit more empty and, you know, starting to feel like a little bit of stress related to that, you know, seeing on all these forums, you know, all these other applicants and their, um, all their achievements and starting to feel, you know, a little bit of imposter syndrome, like, oh my gosh, I don't belong here. Oh, I feel like I don't compare to all these people. And, um, I think ultimately, you know, whatever is supposed to be will be, and hopefully they recognize, you know, hopefully I'm more like well-rounded applicant and more of a, um, you know, a person who is going to be mentally well enough to handle grad, not only grad school, but the future career and not just like pushing myself to my breaking point, um, just to make it look like I'm a hard worker or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully, and you know, if they don't see that, then that's not where the environment I want to be in anyway if they just want people that you know push themselves to absolute limits like that can't be me yeah so 
Yeah, no, like burnout is so real. And I feel like the more you just push yourself to your limits, the faster you're going to burn out. And I feel like everyone has a burnout point eventually, but just, you know, like keeping yourself in like that middle ground kind of is like the best protectant. Protectant? Is that a word? Best like barrier? Yeah. (laughs) Best barrier. (laughs) Best barrier for that. And honestly, like grades, they feel so big now, but in the long run, they're not that important. I, that's, I feel like so many people are going to be like, grades are how you get into grad school and blah, blah, blah. Like people look at your GPA and stuff like that. But like individual grades is what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying you should like slack off on all of your work. Right. Like obviously we're still studying out here. We'll start, we're still trying our best, but we're just trying to not let our grades define us and like get down when, you know, you study really hard for something, you don't get the grade you want. I remember when I, my first semester, second year, when I took neural basis, I got literally like a 50% on my final. I don't even remember like what the exact grade was, but like to me in that moment, that was my entire world. I was like, I literally nothing, I, nothing good is going to happen to me now because I got a 50% on this and my world is ending. But now like a year later, I don't even remember the exact grade I got. I know it wasn't great. But like what I do remember about that year was like the friendships that I fostered. I remember, you know, going to the White House with Brooke one night and like making a giant cookie pan. And like, I remember like the time that I got to spend with people, like getting super close with Megan and Daniel in neural basis, like when we were studying, like that's what I remember. Like, I don't really, I don't remember the individual grades. I honestly don't want to remember the individual grades. I remember exactly. Kristen told me that every time she types in collab, like her neural basis <laughs> grade book is like the first thing that comes up. Terrible, honestly, just a cruel, a cruel cosmic <laughs> <Yeah>. joke <laughs> on poor group. I'm like, yeah, no, I will never be looking at that again. I feel like over COVID, I've had a lot of time to like think about what is important to me in life. And to me, honestly, it's like the relationships that I make. And that's why I'm so grateful that I get to do the podcast because I've got to meet so many cool, interesting people. And I know that this experience, this journey is what I'm probably gonna remember most from college. Like the times that I get to spend like meeting new people and also the times that I get to spend like hanging out with friends and like baking at your apartment, watching movies and stuff like that. Like that's what I'm gonna remember. I'm not really gonna remember my individual grades and classes and stuff like I don't even know what grades I got last semester I'm like they happened (laughs) don't know what they were there's nothing I can do to change them now so exactly I think it's just like reframing what again like what you're talking about what we view as success and you know what's important to us and that doesn't have to be academics exactly I think like we've said over and over again like going to a competitive school or like wherever you are I feel like society in the world just puts such an emphasis on like that definition of success but I mean it really is whatever you want it to be and it's I don't know something just like we've been talking about so just I've learned so much that you know being happy and content and like the amazing relationships I've built and like time that I quality time I've gotten to spend with people like making those gigantic like baseball size cookies yeah. <laughs> and you always coming over and like like the movie the moments like that and watching movies and just like you know running around and playing in the snow and 
just the moments like that are really what I think of when I remember these past couple of years. Like, do I remember how I did on that like orgo final? Like, I know it was bad, but (laughs) (laughs) but like it's really like I don't know. It's like what people always talk about. Like when you're on your deathbed, are you really going to be like I had three yachts and all that stuff? And like, Mm. no, you're going to remember like the memories and like especially like even not even on your deathbed, like literally five years from now, are you going to remember that? Like, I got to see in orgo, like, no, <laughs> much yeah. less like, you know, 60 years from now, gosh. Yeah. And I don't know, just as we always say, like these little things are so not important in the grand scheme of things, just mm-hmm. like the relationships that you're building and like how you're taking care of yourself are so much more indicative of your success mm-hmm. than like, stupid little grade (laughs) exactly yeah your impact on other people and your community around you is so much more important than your gpa Mm -hmm. but thank you so much for coming on brie i think that's exactly the 30 minute mark (laughs) perfect thank you for (laughs) the episode oh my gosh it's so good to catch up with you you have to bask in your wisdom. Oh, I feel like I, I, <laughs> it's a good practice for me and being vulnerable for sure. Yeah, I wasn't exactly sure how much I was going to bear my soul, but no. I, I think it was. It's good for that me. That was I perfect. Other people I, can, you know, hopefully get something out of the many, many ways that I have messed up and <laughs> the past couple. No, of years. I, I even just learned so much from that thirty minutes, and that's like the whole point of like what I want this series to be about. Just to let people know that our experiences are so universal and you may think that you are the only one struggling with something, but it is guaranteed that there is some one, two, three, how a hundred people in your life who have struggled with this, like very similar things and people who you can talk to about it. Exactly. No, that's what, that's what we want to get out there. It's okay Mm -hmm. to be going through these things, but it is important to seek help and support um, that will be the only advice for all of these episodes. Exactly. <laughs> no set advice portion except for to seek out support from mm-hmm. people who love you Most because there are so many people who do that. So thank you so much, Brie, for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you so for having me. You. Um, and if you guys are still listening, make sure to BYOB next week or whenever the next episode comes out. <laughs> the schedule has been so wacky lately. Um, But thanks for listening. Bye.